Good, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Tom and Sarah Ministries podcast, Facebook Live, YouTube. Um, Want to say thank you for joining me today. We have a lot of uh, uh, some things we're going to be talking about today, and uh, that's what we're going to do. So, um, if you just hang on, let me fix the lighting. How about that? There we go, and we get rid of shadows. Everybody's happy. So, um, I want to talk today uh, about what is it going to cost? I want to do these things. Um, I have to learn how to be grateful. We'll talk about that. But what is the cost to me for being a Christian? All right? It's going to cost you something. And uh, we'll get into it in a second. I'm going to talk about a couple of things first. I know it's backwards on some of the videos, but I have a book. It's called From Breakdown to Breakthrough, and it deals with uh, my coming out of a nervous breakdown. I'm uh, in the midst of writing a sequel to it, uh, knowing our identity in Christ, bringing us to wholeness of soul. I don't know what the title is, but that's what we're going to do. And um, so from Breakdown to Breakthrough, you can get that from uh, Christian Faith Publishing. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart.com. You can get it from any one of there, okay? Um, And then I also have a book. It's called SOS, and I know the printing is backwards. SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. It is a 50-day devotional that you can repeat over and over again. If you don't write in a book, you can repeat it over and over. You can keep a journal for yourself based upon the Song of Songs, the Song of Solomon. Uh, I spent 18 months in the book of Song of Solomon uh, out of the Passion Translation, meditating in it. And these were some, not all, of the things that I got from it that I want us to learn from. And we'll talk a little bit about, uh, a little bit about uh, questions for Jesus. There was a class I took at Bethel by Tony Stolfus. And uh, he had a class called Questions for Jesus. And it revolutionized my prayer life. And um, basically, uh, one of the questions I started to learn to ask was, my God, what, what's on your heart today as I pray? What's on your heart today as I pray? You can get both of the books from me for a gift of $15. Get both of the books um, plus shipping and handling, so it comes out to about 20 bucks. Uh, you can get both of the books from me, um, and then I'll throw in uh, one of these wristbands that says, uh, Seek God's Kingdom, uh, and you can use them, you know, to, uh, I'll give you up to five if you want, and I uh, just ask for them, and uh, you can give them out. What I use them for is when I minister to people on the street or Walmart or Winco or Costco, wherever I am, and I minister to somebody, um, uh, you know, at the, at the Shasta Mall, I will give them one of these as a reminder of what they experienced, as a reminder of what they, uh, of what God spoke to them about. It's important to understand that, that God is speaking today, and, um, and you know, you give them a prophetic word or a word of encouragement, you pray for their healing, and they get healed, uh, or they feel a difference in their body. And, um, and then you give them one of those as a reminder. And, uh, and I made these out of uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. 
Seek primarily the kingdom of God or seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. We'll talk more about that. Contact me at Tom in Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. That's that's uh, Tom in Sarah Ministries. My name ministries at Jesus uh, at, at Jesus.com. I don't think so. At gmail dot com and uh, just mention how many of those up wristbands you want up to five um and then uh and then we'll get them to you all right um trying to think here if there's anything else um yeah god's doing some great things and we have to understand that and you have to understand that as well that god is doing some incredible things and so i have a sign behind me i don't know if you can see it it's backwards but it says thankful are you thankful? And we talked about that the last time. I missed yesterday. Um, but we talked about that the last time of having this attitude of gratitude uh, kind of revolutionizes what your day will be. All right. It'll, it'll change your outlook. It'll change your perspective. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Dead Poets Society. Um, it's kind of freaky at the end, but during the movie, he makes the kids stand up on desks so that they can see from a different perspective. And we have to see God through a different perspective than what we do. Okay? Um, and so being thankful is the key of that. We are in a generation of, of, uh, of, uh, un uh, of not being grateful. Of, of I don't know what, what the opposite of grateful would be. Uh, entitled, uh, whatever. But our generation is such that. And we have to break through that. We have to come through this uh, entitled mentality, this uh, poverty mentality that thinks we deserve. And actually it's mercy and grace that gives us what we don't deserve, right? And gives us what he deserved, but also doesn't give us what we do deserve. All right, so I'm going to go through 2 Corinthians chapter 5 uh, with, with this backdrop, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 with this backdrop. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, we are convinced that even if these bodies we live in are folded up at death like tents, we still have a God-built home that no human hands have built. No human hands have built, which will last forever in the heavenly realm. Now, this body was built by human uh, human form, okay? A dad's sperm, mom's egg got together, and there you are. But we live in just these folded tents, but we have a God-built home. So we are spirit beings. We are spirit beings living in these tents, all right? Verse 2, we inwardly sigh as we live in these physical tents, longing to put on a new body of our life in heaven in the belief that once we put on our new clothing, we won't find ourselves naked. So while living in this tent, we groan under its burden, not because we want to die, but because we want these new bodies. Now, my body sometimes um, <laughs> I 
try to wake up in the morning and my body is calling out to me. I've been doing a lot of walking over this last week. And uh, as they say in the trade, my dogs are barking and um, the balls of my feet are sore. So um, while living in this tent, we groan. Uh, uh, and not only do we groan physically, but we groan emotionally because we want to be with Jesus. Paul says later um, in his writings that uh, um, being dead on earth, you're present with the Lord. Okay? We crave for all that is mortal to be swallowed up by the eternal life. That's why some of us are just antsy. We have to understand that we get antsy because we want to be with Jesus. I want to be with Jesus. I don't want to have to live, you know, sometimes with pain. I don't want to wake up and have my knees um, crying out for relief. I don't want to, you know, I mean, yes, I pray for healing. But the deal is, is that there are pains that we have and there are uh, emotions that we have. We have these things that go on and on and on, and we want to be free from it. I don't know if you do, but I want to be free from it, okay? For God himself is the one, or here it is, and this is no empty hope, for God himself is the one who has prepared us for this wonderful destiny. And to confirm this promise, he has given us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring as a guarantee, God has given us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that we will be with him one day. If you are a believer, if you're not a believer, you can just, you know, if you're not a believer yet, give your life to Jesus and then you can have this promise. And as a, to confirm the promise, he gives you the Holy Spirit. Okay? That's why we're full of courage. We're not full of courage because of anything else. We're full of courage because we have the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. Even while we're at home in the body, we are homesick to be with the Master. For we live by faith and not by what our eyes see. We live by faith. You have to live by faith. I mean, I, I, look, at, uh, I look at Abraham. God told him, leave this country and go to a land that I will show you. So, he had a promise. He had a promise. Go to, the, go to this land that I will show you. Land, And then so he leaves and then he goes. He did it by faith. And it was considered to him as righteousness because he lived by faith. All right? And every place he went, he had to be thankful because God took him there. I'm sure he was thankful when he went to sacrifice Isaac and then um, uh, when he went to sacrifice Isaac and then uh, he didn't have to. We live with a joyful confidence, yet at the same time, we take delight in the thought of leaving our bodies behind to be at home with the Lord. So whether we live or die, make it our life's passion to live our lives pleasing to him. Let it be your driving, uh, uh, let, let it be your driving passion. Sorry about that. Let it be your driving passion. 
to live your lives pleasing to him. For one day we will all be openly revealed before Christ on his throne so that each of us will be duly recompensed for our actions done in life, whether good or worthless. Now, I, I, I mentioned in a, 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 a Facebook post, I had this, Mel Gibson was in front, and, you know, when the devil comes to tempt me for sin, you know, the thing is, I find a way every day not to want to do it. Okay, and if I do, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, if, and, and if we do sin, we have an advocate or a defense attorney with the Father, Jesus Christ. His blood. Amen. Thank you for Jesus for your blood. And since we are those who stand in holy awe of, of the Lord, make it our passion to persuade others to turn to him. That's why I go on the streets and pray for, for healing for people and prophesy over them, encourage them. Because I don't want them to go to hell. I want to depopulate hell and populate heaven. Remember, Jesus said, if you don't believe, you're condemned already. He didn't come to condemn the world. They're already condemned. And hell was not made for man. Hell was made for the devil and his angels. And you really got to try super hard to get there. Now we know that our lives are transparent before the God who knows us fully and I hope that we are also well known uh, to your consciences. Again, we are not taking an opportunity to, bet, to bet brag, but giving you information that will enable you to be proud of us and to answer those who esteem outward appearances while overlooking what is in the heart. And people do that to you. People go and, and they talk about you behind your back. That's why God removes people from your life because he's heard what they said about you behind your back. And people were talking about Paul and, 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 and his co-workers and talking to them, telling them that they're crazy, they're stupid, they're, they're out of their minds. But obviously they were in their right minds. For it is Christ's love, verse 14, it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us. I mean, Paul had to be crazy to be standing out uh, with these people with people stoning him and beating him and whipping him and hating his guts, but he did it. It is Christ's love that fuels his passion. What fuels your passion? Is it your next YouTube video? Is it uh, having the testimony, uh, uh, somebody to say how great you were and praying for them? By the way, just, just an aside, if that's your passion, get a life, man. Get over yourself. You know, I know too many people that prayed for somebody and they got better by the power of God and then, uh, and then wanted them to have a, um, uh, uh, a uh, like they, they would post it, um, record it, and, uh, and made sure that they said it was them that prayed for them. And God's not going to give his glory to anybody. It irritates me. I don't mind testimonies, and I love when we're able to bring our testimonies. But it, remember, it's not about you. It's about Jesus and what he did for them. Okay? 
<clears throat> this means all, uh, let's see, because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means all died with him. Now, verse 15, so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that they are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives again. We all died with him. So then from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearance, for that's how we once viewed the anointed one. But no longer do we see him with limited human insight. So basically Paul's saying, hey, listen, don't know anybody according to the flesh. Don't know anybody according to their talents. Don't, uh, 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 don't um, hang out with people uh, just because they're more talented than you. Don't view anybody merely by their outward appearances. All right? View everybody the same, the way God sees them. Now, I love this. Now, I love this translation in this part, verse 17. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the older order has vanished. Behold... I love this. Behold, everything is fresh and new, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us this ministry of reconciliation, of reconciling others to God. So God has reconciled you to himself. Why? So that we can reconcile people to him. Everything is fresh and new. You once were one way, and God has delivered you and made you another way. God has delivered you and made you another way. I like that. He made you brand new, which is, which is the same word, prototype. Never before made. Basically, he could have used the same old, uh, uh, the same old uh, metal that was crushed about under the cross. Like you take a car and you crush it. He could have used that scrap metal, melted it down and molded it into something brand new, a prototype. In other words, it is through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgression. And he has entrusted us to the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world, as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him, for God has made the only one who did not know sin become sin for us, so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. If you've given your life to Jesus, hear me, if you have given your life to Jesus, you are no longer a sinner. You are the righteousness of God through Christ. If you have, need something to be thankful for, be thankful for that. 
And if you have yet to be thankful for it, if you have yet to have experienced this, if you have yet to experience this, understand that your time is now. God wants you to surrender to him and give your life to him so that he can live his life through you. Remember, he is Jehovah Tzidkenu, the, if I said that right, the, the, he is the righteous. And he wants to put his righteousness into you simply by coming to him. Remember, it's not what he does, it's who he is. And if any man be in Christ, as one version of this says, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, everything has become new. So you're no longer, and I, and I don't like it, you're a sinner saved by, no, you're not a sinner. Paul never wrote, you're a sinner. Paul never wrote to the sinners in Corinth or to the sinners in Galatia. The sinners and he said to the saints, if you are a true believer, you are a saint. I was raised Roman Catholic, and you had to go through a whole process to become a saint. But the only process that you need to become a saint is the blood of Jesus pouring upon your life and receiving his sacrifice as yours. Praise God. I'm excited about, I don't know about you, but I, that excites me. That takes me into a new realm. Amen. 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 Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. So my plea for you, for all of us, that we would be reconciled to God. Today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, today. We don't want to be those who are ungrateful. We want to be those who are truly grateful for all the things that he did. Amen? Amen. Well, that's it for today. I just want to remind you, you can get the two books if you order them from me. Uh, they're $15 for both books. And you get uh, the, the wristband that says Seek God's Kingdom. And um, you can get up to five of those if you want. Just email me, uh, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. From Breakdown to Breakthrough, SOS, a 50 day journey into the heart of God. And um, those currently are my, are my books. Uh, like I said, I'm writing two other books right now. A sequel to break down the breakthrough, our identity in Christ, in correlation to soul health, and uh, the other one is um, <clears throat> the other one is that God is pursuing people who aren't calling out to Him. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you for joining me. I love being back in Reading. God has done some incredible healing in my heart already, and I'm looking forward to to the more. Amen. Well, God bless you, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com you can read my listen to my podcasts tom and sarah you can go to my youtube channel tom and sarah subscribe and um and we'll get you going there uh, if you want to donate anything into the ministry we do have 
um, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle. You can go ahead and, uh, and just uh, ask me how to do it, and I'll get that to you. All right, well, God bless you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time.